Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost their home opener to the Clippers after Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and Patrick Beverly combined to hit like maybe one or two more shots than you and I did. One more shot. My bad. Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and Patrick Beverly combined to make one more shot in all of last night than you and I. So the Lakers, to their credit, did compete against the Clippers. It was uh, the final was 103-97. The Lakers kind of mucked up the game. Uh, they went to a little bit more size, a little bit more athleticism. Uh, they were able to generate some uh, defense to offense situations and climb back into it after it looked like uh, the Clippers, who didn't start uh, the game, didn't start, the, didn't even play the first quarter um, with Kawhi Leonard looked like the better team. And then, you know, then they they started Kawhi Leonard in the second half. Um, and from there, the two sides just kind of traded jabs back and forth um, until the game ended. But, you know, on the night, you look at it, and and, and the story is, is, like I said, that Russell Westbrook goes 0 of 11 from the field, 0 of uh, 6 from three-point range. Patrick Beverly goes 1 of 7 from the field, 1 of 6 from three-point range. And, and, you know, Kendrick Nunn, who I thought looked like the best guard for, for parts of the preseason, he goes 0 of 7, 0 of 4 from three-point range. Um, from the Lakers guards, the only one who looked kind of productive in this one was Lonnie Walker in 37 minutes, 9 of 21 from the field, 2 of 9 from three-point range. He finished with 26 points. And uh, looked like, you know, a legitimate NBA player. But, yeah, you're not going to win very often when you shoot 9 of 45 from three-point range. And, you know, you would say, well, that's an outlier shooting night. And it probably is. I don't think the Lakers are going to be that bad very often from three-point range. But how much better, like, as they progress to a mean here, how much better is that actually going to look given the shooters that they have on their team? We knew heading into the season, and LeBron said right after the first game, they don't have shooting on the roster. Uh, So, you know, we've seen teams essentially leave them open, and the Lakers are shooting, I don't know, in the 20s or so, maybe, um, on the season so far through these first two games from three-point range on pretty open shots. And, yeah, again, do I expect them to shoot like this all year? No, but... Do I expect them to shoot so much better over, you know, as they improve that we see meaningful improvements all over the course court uh, against better teams? And that I'm not really, ne- really necessarily willing to say. Once again, though, I would argue that if what Rob Polinka is waiting for is, you know, to find out for sure that LeBron and AD look capable of carrying a team to you know, competition, at least, against the league's best. Uh, I think we saw it again. LeBron in 37 minutes, 20 points, 10 boards, 6 assists, um, 7 of 17 from the floor, 2 of 8 from 3-point range. Uh, He's really struggled from there so far this year. Uh, Anthony Davis, though, 32 minutes he played, 
25 points, eight rebounds. Um, I still am waiting. I think we're all still waiting for Anthony Davis's first assist on the season. Uh, but he shot nine of 16 from the field, two of four from three-point range, um, and and looks confident while he's taking those. And and more importantly, specifically with AD, absolutely incredible on defense. Obviously had the one scare um, where he he fell when uh, Kawhi Leonard pump faked. Um, and, you know, had to go back to the locker room, wore a heating pad for a little bit, seemed a little gimpy for the rest of the game or whatever. Uh, remember, back in the preseason, he sat out a couple games because of a sore back. So falling at it from that height, probably not the best thing for it. Uh, but still, if if Rob Palenka, if what he's waiting for is to see for sure that LeBron and AD look like LeBron and AD in these first couple games, I would argue he has. The problem is, even as LeBron and AD look like LeBron and AD, they're surrounded by such garbage uh, in terms of fit and in terms of of needs filled across a roster that like it's honestly kind of miraculous that LeBron and AD look the way that they do, given what they're surrounded by. Um, and I guess we're just going to sit here and wait for 18 more games for Rob Palenka to do his job. And once again, it's just, so I think a point that I I haven't really seen made much coming off of last game is while AD has looked incredible and while AD is doing Anthony Davis things on, especially on defense, he is being asked to do way too much out there. Uh, Wendy Gabriel got a DMP CD. Uh, Thomas Bryant obviously had hand surgery. He's out for about a month. And, and Damian Jones is apparently so bad in practice that he's only getting seven minutes out there. So AD is essentially the only center that they're playing. Uh, LeBron had some minutes at the five last night as well. And, you know, Rob uh, reportedly, like we talked about in, in yesterday's lowdown, is waiting for 20 games to figure out whether or not he wants to pull the trigger on a trade. Um, and he's waiting for or the, the, the right trade to, to come along. I mean, you can do that, but if you're expecting Anthony Davis to stay healthy through 20 games of this, like, Miles Turner is currently banged up because he, apparently he stepped on a ball boy, and that's hilarious and, and incredible tanking by the Indiana Pacers. But Turner would help alleviate some of the pressure off of AD defensively, and... That is something that I don't think we can quite overlook here, given how useless apparently Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones are, Um, not just because Bryant is currently hurt, but from what we saw from both of those guys in the preseason, I wouldn't feel very confident with those guys out there on the court. So the Lakers kind of sort of need to, like for all of the attention that the number of guards that the Lakers have and and how few wings they have on their roster. The fact that the two bigs that the Lakers went out and signed this year looked as look as bad as they do. That's not great on Rob's resume either. So, you know, I, I I know it feels like I'm beating a dead horse here and I know that you're probably sick of hearing it and, and, you know, signing on here or to, to turn on the show and see some new reason every show as to why the Lakers need to make this uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner trade. But once again, it's just like, what are we waiting for? Rob, what are you waiting for? Uh, Charles Barkley called 
Palinka out, not necessarily by name, but he said that somebody isn't doing their job there in L.A., obviously referencing the, the poor personnel that is surrounding Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Everybody here knows what we're watching. The only person who can pull the trigger on this, though, is Rob Palenka. And the longer that he makes excuses not to do his job, the the higher the risk gets that Anthony Davis hurts himself, overextending himself because of the shit roster that Rob Palenka surrounded him with in this first place. I do also want to say, you know, a, a lot of attention is, you know, rightly being paid to the poor shooting that Russ had last night. I don't think the shooting is going to be this bad, obviously, moving forward, but he doesn't look comfortable out there. Charles has said that he looks like he has lost his his love for uh, the sport. Paul George said that Russell Westbrook doesn't appear to be Russell Westbrook out there. Um, everybody, again, is is cognizant and, and is... It's really clear what we're watching here is two parties that are just kind of putting up with each other until a trade comes along that the one party that can make the trade um, is willing to do so. And it just doesn't feel like a very tenable situation. And it it isn't untenable in the way that it was at the end of last year where you had Russell Westbrook literally uh, trying to light the bridge on fire. Um, apparently Rob thought there was enough bridge to bring this guy back. They did. And, and now you're kind of seeing the, the stages before we get to how ugly it got at the end of last season too. We've already seen Russell Westbrook tried the whole, I can't come off of the bench or else I get hurt only to have Darvin Ham say that we talked to him about that. And it was kind of sort of bullshit. Um, the fact that we got that, and we are here already, two games into it, it's just, it's maddening. It's maddening. I'm sick of talking about it to you guys. I just want the trade to happen so that we can start analyzing actual basketball. But until it does, we're all going to be stuck here in this farce, in this facade of, you know, a couple of, of, of entities or parties in this relationship who want nothing to do with each other. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. If you want more on yesterday's game or last night's game, uh, Raj, Donnie McHenry, and I recapped it right after on Spaces, and then I have since moved that audio on over to the podcast feed. Um, You can also listen to Alex Regla, Regla and Alex Padilla recap it for Taco Tuesday. Um, And then here in a little bit, I'm going to be talking live with Aaron Larsoul um, to discuss this first week or so of the regular season. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin begging you, Rob Palinka, to do your freaking job. <laughs>